Hi, welcome to the Light of Deception. This station is about, this channel is about, we're looking at a, from a biblical point of view, church and world deception. What does that look like? What does the light of deception mean? That false light, that fallen angel of light, Lucifer, that tricky, all-consuming, mystical light that people get trapped in. Today, we're going to be talking about labyrinth prayers. People that are getting into this labyrinth prayer, what is it? Why is it deceptive? Is it centering prayer? Is it breath prayer? Is it contemplative prayer? Is it based in mysticism? Well, let's take a look. So it says here, what exactly is a prayer labyrinth? And this says here, it says, according to the International Labyrinth Society, it is a single path or a unicursal tool for a personal, psychological, and spiritual transformation. Labyrinths are thought to enhance right brain activity. Wow, isn't that interesting? And it says, do not be fooled. The labyrinth is just another way to perform contemplative or centering prayer in which all paths supposedly lead to God. It's all roads lead to the same place. But there's only one way. Yes, many find it, right? All of our lives are a little differently, but not every single religion, not every single path, um, not every single deceptive, deceptive road leads to the way, the truth, and the life. So it says in here, within the world of New Age and the occult, initiation is the principal key used in advancing the student of mysticism along the path of occult learning. The labyrinth, a walk to life or a walk to death. So it says the labyrinth journey, walking the path to fulfillment. Paradoxically, while the evangelical Christian community talks about spiritual warfare and putting on the full armor of God, many of these same churches can be found embracing that which they claim to encounter. In seeking um, relevance, we have become dangerously experimental in nature. An old form of mysticism are becoming centerpieces in the experience of faith. The labyrinth prayer walk, which follows a single winding path to the center location, is a case in point. Primarily jump-started by the UK-based Christian movement in alternative spiritual expressions and by the influence of San Francisco Cathedral, denominations around the world are embracing labyrinths as a viable part of the spiritual journey. Okay, so this is a this is done actually by um, Carl Tetrib. You'll find the rest of this article on Lighthouse Trails. There's a booklet called The Labyrinth Journey, Walking the Path of Fulfillment by Carl Tetrib. As we shall see, it's been part of the esoteric world for very for a very long time which is why today's labyrinth walks and prayer journeys are being promoted as rosicrucian groups at new age festivals and celebrations 
and throughout the neo-pagan world. Not surprisingly, one of Americans' largest witch, shaman, and neo-pagan assemblies held a nighttime summer solstice labyrinth ritual, which was described as a transformative walking meditation through an all-night labyrinth formed by 1,000 lit candles. So as you see, this is not something like new. It's been around for quite some time. You know, it's um, one of those things that a lot of people bring back the old traditions and they go back to things that have been around for quite some time. And what they can do is they can kind of bring it back. So it almost seems like it's new, but it's quite old and it's been there for a long time, seeped in Eastern mysticism, seeped in the occult practices, seeped in ancient paganism. It's um, all synced in a package and it's repackaged, right? And it's brought back out as something that you can use to get closer to God, to center with God, to be in the presence of God, to be practicing the presence of God, to be in a breath prayer with God. You know, it's all these techniques and tips and all these things that are supposed to draw you nearer to the center, right? The center of self even, you know, going within to find God, going within to find the inner child, all these practices, um, visualizing being in the presence of God. What would that look like? And all these questions that people are coming up with and they're experiencing which is not Jesus, the Jesus found in the Bible. This is not God. It is from occult practices. It is from, it's seeped in paganism. Now, if you go back, you need to go through the history of these things to see what the root is. What is the root of these practices? And why are they again in today's churches? And why have they been there across history? And what is the central point of it? This almost reminds me of those chalk circles that people are getting into that really come or seated in witchcraft, right? That have been brought into the church where you draw a circle around yourself or a group of people and you pray, you know, come outside that chalk circle until your prayer is answered. It's all this paganism within today's churches. So be very aware, aware, be very, very vigilant, be sober-minded, be steadfast in these days because the enemy knows how to get you based on your emotions and your feelings and visual Im imagery, your imagination, all these things can truly lead you astray. Now, it takes me back to a passage in the Bible. It is a reminder of a few scriptures here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna end this in these scriptures as warnings, as cautions, as to just be aware, to make sure that anybody that's bringing anything to you as something new, repackages, something from ancient that they're bringing back out, all these different practices, and, and make sure that you can find in the Bible where these things would be scriptural, where these things are being something that God had taught through his word, has, you know, his word is, is the inerrancy of scripture from start to finish, the living word of God. Does it teach these kind of practices or does it warn against them? So let's look at these scriptures as we close. Thank you for listening. 1 Corinthians 10.21 you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Revelation 
1823. The light of the lamp shall not shine in you any more, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you any more. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Avoid wicked customs. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you.